podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomOfTheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 30th of November, 2021, and my name's Patrick Smith. What a difference a week makes from four points to zero as the Giants suffered defeat to the Devils and the Stars. Uh, on this week's show, we'll have a post-mortem on what was a terrible weekend for the Giants. We'll hear from Jeff Baum and Adam Keefe as Simon popped down to training. Uh Mark Cooper is here to join us as the guest on the fan agenda. Uh, we have a few pieces of EHL news, including a suspension in Sheffield on anti-doping grounds. And uh, it's a weekend on the road for the Giants traveling to Scotland for Fife and their first trip of the season against Glasgow. Before I introduce me, I'm, you lads, I'm going to say cards on the table. I'm not feeling the best, so you're going to have to carry me through this. I had my second, sorry, my th- third, was it Pfizer, the booster? I had, oh, it, I had it. I had it. I had it yesterday afternoon, and I tell you, I'm feeling rough. But go get your vaccine. So, if people are listening and saying, "Oh, I'm an anti-vaxxer," why is the bap? Go get your. Go get your. Go get your vaccines. Get sorted out, and we'll get out of all of this. But, uh, but yes, not feeling the best today, lads. So we'll get through it. Davy, how are you doing? Make it a short one then. That's <laughs> you, it. Must be, you must be a brave bit older than me because I can't get mine booked in until the new year. So, uh, <laughs> you know, well, I'm, no, I'm, well, I'm, I'm feeling well, right, forty. Man. But the uh, but I had my th- I had my second one back in February, so I was um, easy to get it. So it's I've got it. I think I've got to wait. Must have some. Yeah, I've, I've got to wait for an hour three weeks. Apparently, after um, testing positive, so mm, apparently so. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm I'm with you, Paddy. If I could have it my arm tonight, it would already be in there because it's That's free. It. So and you know I'm the swag man, so if I can get some for nothing, <laughs> I'll have Absolutely. it. Give me two boosters. And uh, Mr. Kitchen, you were flying solo for a bit on Sunday. How are you doing? It's tough, mate. It really it is. Is tough. Um, Especially when you're getting grief on WhatsApp from the two of us. Uh, well, you're, you mean you used to Eric F. There was some guy on from, I'm, I'm assuming he's a Dundee fan, and he was calling me. Uh, he said he put on Twitter. He didn't tag me or anything, um, but he says that Belfast Giants commentators are clowning. <laughs> I'd take that all day long. I mean, oh, nice. I, I, yeah, just being Very Belfast funny. Giants fan. On a Belfast Giants pod, our webcast or podcast, talking about the Belfast Giants. So, what do you want? I was apparently, it. apparently, it was given Haas a, a you know a tough time. He deserves everything he got. And on fairness, I actually thought he was decent on Sunday, um, but, but uh, he's still a clambit. Like I saw, I saw the um, the lads on Devils TV get a bit of grief as well about you know oh, they're so biased. It's Devils TV; they could be biased if they want. That's the way 100%. it works. Are people going to fit in right in about a view from the bridge that those lads are so biased? I think there was somebody having to go at me for base, trying to promote AVFTB a couple of times as well. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? Talk about the best. That's the best podcast in the league, man. I know Absolutely. there's other ones available, but you know, Absolutely. not us. Absolutely. Um, the, uh, Joel the, Camp- uh, a view what? from the whatever you call it, the Dundee one. The Section C. I thought that was a wee bit rough, like says. I couldn't you remember what C's you called it. I knew it was a, 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 was it a view from Section C. So- I couldn't remember what you call it. I, I, wasn't, I, actually, I didn't mean to be rude. I actually cut, <laughs> cut, a, cut a wee bit of that show and sent it to a friend of the show, Dandy Alden, 
and you know they <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely they absolutely weathered him. They said that uh, what Toby's the best ref and Toby's the best ref in Dundee, but he's not the best <laughs> ref in the league. And we have a lot of time for Toby, but uh, like Dalt says, he's probably not going to sleep after. Uh, the, the absolute weathering they, they give him, but uh, they they did give a give him a few digs, didn't they? They didn't. Dig. Or the furniture, the refs. You gotta play around them, play with. Them. <laughs> uh, right, gentlemen, let's get stuck into what was a very difficult week for uh, mm. your Belfast Giants, and we'll start off with the game that took place at Ice Arena Wales on Saturday against the Cardiff Devils. It was a four-two win for the Cardiff Devils. Brody Reid, Brant McNally with two, and Trevor Cox with the scores. Three of them on the power play and uh, one in the empty net for the Cardiff Devils on home side. And for us, JJ Pikulich on the power play and then JJ Pikulich again in uh, five on five. Regards to goalies, Matt Carruth, 47 shots on, two goals against. Tyler Beskarani, 22 shots on, three goals against. And your refs were Tom Perring and Matt Thompson. Um, Davey, you were there. Uh, it was a valiant performance and let down by three power play goals. It's a funny one. I remember talking to you on the podcast after the first Cardiff game, whatever that was, way September time, wasn't it? Um, mm. And saying that it came out of the game, and although we'd been beaten, it wasn't too despondent because we'd actually played really well. And I guess this last this past Saturday as well, we played really well. We carried the horses the whole game. If we'd have won that game, I don't think Cardiff would have been in any way, you know, complaining about the the result. Bit of the masters, masters of our own doing. I know you're running the goals through there. We actually took the lead. We, you know, I, I know you've given the shots kind of six. We've we've held the Cardiff Devils at home to sixteen shots on goal. I know the the kind of official from, but the instat from the video was a wee bit less than that. And we have had forty four. You know, we've had the best of the chances in the game. Carruth again, man of match and. I don't know, Paddy, if you've got the still that I that I sent you, whether you can even show that. It's, it's just going through the goal there anyway. But it was to show you where we got our goals from at the weekend and what we didn't do often enough. And it was that Cooper Cooper again that we talked about last weekend, backing in the Caroots crease, the allowed picking this to come down and just rifle it over his head. Great CNI goal. And unfortunately for us then, straight from that face-off, we go down into our own zone and Ripper gets caught with the... He flicks the puck out of play and they get the penalty. And um, they get the power play, sorry, and they're they're able to convert with another really really good finish. I don't hold Besco responsible for that at all. You know he's nice and tight as post, and it's rifled right into the top of the net over the shoulders. Nothing a goalie can do there. And the other two goals really, Gary gets caught in a stick battle with um, is it McNally scores a goal? McNally's yeah. just strong. He just has the puck grounded, and that's a hard play. Simon, I mean, you'll know yourself. They even do a stick lift when somebody's got their full body weight down in the stick. That's a hard, that's a hard, you know, to, to lift that stick without getting a hook or a penalty, you know. So we'll lose that little battle uh, and, and we'll come back into the game with the two each. Again, through picking it and again, through really hard. We 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 have this real ozone pressure where we're hard in the forecheck. We're allowed to get D-man changed up and we're getting into the plays. And we've got it back to two each. And then, unfortunately, we come up and it's that little bit of puck luck they come down the centre and Rainer steps up nice and big, takes a slap shot. I think he takes it to the hand because he played no further part in the game that night. He was off shaking it, so I assume that's what happened there. And the puck just flips up in the air and it just lands in the lane of the... of the. It might be McNally again, actually. Um, crashing the net. And, and Besko's 
Besko's dead because he, he you just can't cover that whenever you've already gone. He's gone to make the save from rain. It's flipped up in the air. And 3-2, it's a one-goal game. I'm not going to say anything about empty net goals because it, for us against us, you never really count them one way or the other, even okay to go down stats. Yes, here's the still, Paddy. There's that story, really something. Only works for people on um, watching it on YouTube. But you see there, just as Pekinich releases the puck, Karuth can't see it. We have to, and the coach, keepers talked about it, the players have talked about it when they've came on. We need to get traffic in front to score goals against goaltenders of the ability of Karuth. And if we go on to Sunday's game, Marson is a great goaltender. We fired 100, we'll come on to it, 100 shots at the Dundee net on Sunday. And 50 plus of them has nobody in front of him. He's just these pucking cherries. So I think um, Rainer talked about it in his little interview with Joel afterwards. It's got to be start being quality over quantity because 181 shots fired at two goaltenders over the weekend and we had four goals. And that, unfortunately, isn't going to win games in this league. If you go away to the Cardiff Devils, you're probably going to have to score more than two goals. All that being said, we limited them to 16 shots on goals. So defensively, we're, we're excellent on Saturday night. Really excellent. Sorry, Simon, I know I'm rambling a bit here. I have to bring you in for your comments on it. But like, I was a bit despondent on Saturday night leaving Cardiff because we had played so well twice now. And we haven't turned that into any points at all. So that's disappointing. Simon, do you want to take it from there? Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm going to pick up on something Davy said more or less towards the end of his, his comments there. And about you're not going to score, sorry, you're not going to win many games by scoring only two goals in games, not just against the Cardiff Devils. So, you know, in this league, you need to be scoring more than two goals. And right now, we're getting a bucket load of shots. But the shots that we're getting are, as you say, they're, 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 they're making, we, we make, we make every goalie in this league look like the best goalie in the world. We genuinely do. I mean, we, we're going to talk about Dundee, but 44 shots against Carruth. I have no idea how many he got with, um, you know, with men in front of him. I, I don't know, Davey. And it's frustrating because, again, for, for every all the incidents and everything that went against us on Sunday, Saturday, sorry, to come out with no points after a really, really good performance. Not giving up any odd man rushes, controlling the, much of the game, double you know shooting more than double what the the Cardiff Devils shot more than actually more than triple what the Cardiff Devils shot on target, and coming out with nothing again after two games in Cardiff now is frustrating for sure. You know, I don't know if everybody knows, but the the whole Saturday was just a debacle. The boys were sitting in uh, Aldergrove Airport for nearly eight hours. Um, they you know it was all. The, you know your your pregame meal. You're obviously up the left. Your your the Cardiff Devils basically. You know they delayed it slightly, but not a hell of a lot. They they had us on the clock as soon as we arrived in the arena. It was everything was going against us, and to come out and put a performance like, like that in against the Cardiff Devils who had been sleeping in their own bed and doing everything to get everything ready for their own game. Like, to be honest, I, I I don't think Adam can be disappointed apart from the result. Um, I thought we deserved more out of the game than what. Actually happened. I mean, Peck just cut, scored two crackers, um, two really good goals. His first one is a laser to the top corner. Second one, again, just working down low hard with a little touch in from from Conway, and and he drives the front line out and, and and gets rewarded. So, you know, the goals we give up against three power play goals. We we need to stop taking stupid penalties, lazy penalties. That's how it happened. The first one, I think, it was the second one as well. You know, against the Cardiff Devils, the best power play in the league. Um, was was again something that 
is frustrating because you want to win your, your special teams. You want to win when you're getting the extra man. You want to win when you're when you're down as well. So disappointing to come away with that game with, with nothing. Um, but again, the, the weekend travel just turned out for us to be a bit of a shamble. So um, the, the whole weekend, um, I, I, I don't know if you want me to go on and start talking about the Dundee game. Part of your no, not, your, not, not yet, mate. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna <clears> stick with the Cardiff game for now. But what I just want to say quickly is, Davey, you know, coming back to you with regards to the power play goals and the penalties that were taken, Simon says three lazy penalties. You know, we one was delayed. At least, game. At least two lazy penalties. Yeah, delay game, a boarding call, and what was the third one? Was it a hold? I think it was a hold. Was it a hold? But they, they, they all three of those are punished. Cardiff, and this, this is a difficult one to critique because I'm not a hockey coach and I'm not in charge of power plays or anything, but there is a difference visually between the Cardiff Devils power play and ours. And at times our power play has been okay. Early season in the Challenge Cup, first two or three games, was great. our power play was really... But it was, it was all coming from the same line. It was coming from Peck. It was coming from Conway. It was coming from Goodwin. So to be fair, those three have been the main go-to guys on the power play. It's became a little... And as I say, this is very difficult, but please hope Adam Keith doesn't listen to this because I'm not critiquing him. But it's just visually, Lee, it's more static than Cardiff's. Cardiff's was bang, 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 and three times they just didn't give us a chance. They actually had that set play that they scored against us, and they tried it twice and almost scored twice on Saturday night. That one timer off the face off, so draw back from the face off one timer, and they've whistled one just over the bar twice from that set play. They're just going to the net every time, and they're going to the net hard. Say McNally's one where he scores, he's just standing in the blue paint for the stick in the ice. And we got success last weekend doing that. There were, there were three power play goals last weekend in the game on the Sunday. Can't yes, I think so. Yep. Um, probably Dundee. We play them every week. Manchester. Uh, Manchester. Manchester Storm, that's right. But we found the difference between... I, I thought that Cardiff especially made it difficult for us. We had to shoot from the outside a lot. They boxed out in front of Carruth very well. Four men dropped in. They played like one forward high, two forward deep, and two D men. They played that lovely, really type of... Even five on five. Like, I thought we were excellent five on five. We're by far the better team five on five. And sometimes in hockey, you don't get... Uh, sometimes in sports, sometimes in life, you don't get what you deserve. And I thought on Saturday night, we actually, you know, did we deserve a point? Did we deserve to take it through overtime? No, I think we deserved all all the points, all the spoils on Saturday night, but doesn't always work out that way for you. And sometimes it's not even tipping your cap to Cardiff. They defended well. They they, they schooled very well in their own defensive zone. And they almost set up like, we know what Belfast are going to bring here. They're going to bring the same game plan that they brought the last time. And we're going to try and nullify it by just being super defensive and trying to score on the special teams or score on a breakaway. Didn't get very many breakaways. So they had to capitalize when they got their special teams. And they were able just to, to get those goals. And they, we have, we're traditionally really, really good on the penalty kill. And just for some reason on the weekend, it was four or five goals we gave up. And, and it's, you can't legislate for that happening. It's, it's funny you say, because I think I put it on WhatsApp during the game against Cardiff. It felt as if Skelter had done his homework. It it looked like the same mm. sort of play that we faced in Manchester when we went to play the Storm in Manchester. They were closing tight around the goals and, and anything that was in the neutral zone, they were just breaking up and breaking up and breaking up. And it's just like spoiling in there and then catching the break. And, you know, three power play goals, that, that's what you're supposed to do in the power play. You're supposed to take that advantage. But five on five as a guard to their attack, like you say, we, we reduced them to what 16 shots, 
and we were going and going, and all they could do was come tight in around, keep the space around Caruth's goal tight and covered, and then break us up at every opportunity, which which worked for them, says. Of course it did. And again, you know, look, the Cardiff Devils are good. Let's not make any mistake about this. They have a lot of experience in that locker room, and that's probably something that maybe we're lacking this year, to be honest. And, you know, we've we've had a couple of games this year where you really should be controlling and not letting other teams get back into them. And that comes, again, we're we're a young group. I think we're the youngest team we've ever had. Is that right, Dimmy? That's correct, yeah. You know, we're the youngest team we've ever had, and and there's a couple of young guys in there. And, I mean, there's there's other guys who have got the experience. And, and when, you, when you see where we are right now and not really getting – rewarded for four good performances and then you're going to play worse than that and get the win but look I, I was reading some of the comments on social media over the weekend I mean Patty you posted one somebody in the forums asking for Adam Keith to be sacked we ever saying that absolutely great <coughs> yeah you know that's just ridiculous like they're full of kick and you know for me as I say the games that we have we 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 have played good teams this year and, you know, the league itself is getting better. There's no doubt about that. But we, there's games that, I mean, again, we're going to go on to talk about Sunday, and I've, I've got probably a lot more to say about Sunday than what I do about Saturday because I, I, I can't really complain about the performance on Saturday. I thought we did really well. And just, as Davey said, we just didn't get rewarded. And, you know, for the, for the whole aspect of, of you know, Adam Adam doesn't make excuses. He's, he's, he's straight hitting. He, he says it the way it is. Um, and I asked him this morning, and we'll, we'll listen to the interview later on. You know, he thought the boys played really well on Saturday. So where we are, you know, losing the four points this weekend was really disappointing. Losing the game on Sunday was really disappointing because we haven't lost. That's the first game we've lost this season at home. And you know, we we we've talked about before about the SSA arena. We need to make it a fortress again. You need to be beating teams like the Dundee Stars at home. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Um, you know. When you when you when you can sleep in your own bed and you can get up the next morning and go and play a game, you feel a lot better than what you do with you know staying in a hotel. Don't care what hotel it is. I know the Premier Inns have got great beds and you get a good sleep in them. Um, there are other hotels available, um, but we are know, looking really at sponsor are, for a view from the bridge. If, any, if uh, the Premier Inns want to come in, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I know a manager, and we'll, we'll see what I can do. But uh, you know, for for the whole aspect of the Saturday game, and just to finish off. We played really well. Disappointed not to get anything out of it. If, if it had went the overtime, we ought to got a point out of it. Again, you, you probably would have took a point. But I, stay, I do think we'll play worse this year and we'll get a result. But Saturday just wasn't that day. It's like 11 shots. We gave up five on five through 60 minutes. All right, take away eight minutes out there on the power. They weren't even on the power play for eight minutes. Obviously, scored three goals. But the whole the Cardiff Devils, the 11 shots at home, I'd be surprised if that's not almost a record, you know, in terms of teams going to Cardiff and, and putting on a defensive school. Like we put on, we took them to school on Saturday. And Simon saying about, yeah, the guys were in the airport from seven o'clock to I think it was about four o'clock before they got taken off a whole day in the airport. And they still put that performance on. And then they probably weren't getting back to Bristol. To, it's going to be gone 1 a.m. probably around one in the morning. That's a long day. You're six hours short of being up for 24. 20 to 7 Sunday morning as well. Tough tough weekend. But like, as as, as Kiefer said in his interview as well, Dundee had a three-hour bus ride. Coach, they had an early start. Though they got sleeping in their own beds probably the night before. I think they were at home on the Saturday night. 
we can't make. It's a no-excuse organisation. And coming off the disappointment for this weekend, despite losing in Cardiff and that being dis- disappointing to an extent, you're playing one of the very top teams. You have to turn those disappointments and those defeats. That's what's got to drive you on the Sunday afternoon. Boys, we're we're not going out of here without two points tonight. And I just don't felt we get the reaction that we probably needed after Saturday's defeat. Let's move, let's move on. The the uh, the highlights from the game on Saturday are available from. One, let, let's let's talk TV. about one thing quickly. Oh, you want to talk about Saturday the the, uh, the, um, the Giants? The Giants went in the power play. I think what what do you call it? Big Lanky. We talked about him the other day. Sam Big Lanky guy, Mickelson, fires the puck from his own defensive zone and it hits the banners, which is about level with the goal line of where Besco is. It's going out of play. It's delay a game. Giants go on their five on three. Now, granted, was scored shortly after to make it two each, but that's a big big call. Now, I spoke to one of the refs in the league about it. He said, personally, he would have called it, but he can understand why if it hits something that um, isn't part of the, you know, if it goes over the glass, and it's clearly gone over the glass, but that's still within the sort of the, whatever, you, the perimeter of the ice surface. It's okay for the ref to call it down. He says, personally, he would have called it, and he thinks it was a penalty. And Adam Keefe certainly thought it a penalty. I don't know if you're talking to him at practice or whatever since Simon, but, you know, little things like that, the puck luck that you need sometimes, you, you get a goal in the five on three power play, perhaps. I know we haven't been brilliant at it, was scored on <laughs> Sunday on the five on three. But you get that goal, suddenly it's two each, and you still have perhaps a little bit of power play time. And you just don't know how those little tiny things change a game. So disappointing. But when I was reading up about the delay of game rules, Simon will come on the Sunday. A goaltender is not allowed time to fix his equipment. Yeah. On the operation changed up. Morrison. Every game. Especially when they're on the penalty kill. No, every game. Yeah, but uh, so I mean, during, game during the game, you'll find a little period during a penalty kill when they've maybe been under the pump and they're quite well, short bench or whatever. So anyway, let 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 let's just quickly move on that. Then I said the highlights from the game in Devils Devils TV. You can get them on YouTube, and we'll go on to the game against the Dundee Stars that took place at the SSE Arena on Sunday. A three-two win for the Dundee Stars. The chance goals come from Kieran Long and Jordan Boucher on the power play. The Dundee Stars goals come from Charlie Combs on the power play, Connor Sills on the car, on the power play, and Dryden Dow on fifty-four minutes and two seconds. And goals: Adam Martin fifty-one shots against two goals against Jackson Whistle twenty-three shots against three three goals against. Stephen Hogarth and Andy Dalton were the two referees. Says it was toothless. Yeah, there's there's no other way they're going to add a patty. It was a very disappointing performance. I mean, let's be honest. We could have been three, four, maybe even five nil down at the end of the first period, and I don't think we could have complained about it. The Dundee Stars were really good in the first period. That kid Charlie Coombs is outstanding. He's very very small in stature, but I am really really impressed with him. He gets stuck in. He, he he's a really smart player. You know, he leads them from the back end on the power play. Um, he, he scored a really good goal to get the Dundee Stars off and running. But Jackson Whistle pulled off two unreal saves in the first period. Um, he pulled off a he pulled off a, a one of those saves was was he was scrambling. Don't get me wrong, but he's a scrambling goalie. You know what I mean? He if he makes the first save, he doesn't need to make a second one, but. You know, the way the first one came in, it ricocheted out right in front of the net, and he, he got across to save it again. And, and at one at, at, when I was doing the commentating, I was actually stuck for words because I wasn't sure if it was actually him or a defenseman that actually got in front of it. And then I had to watch the replay to, to pick up the, the correct details on it. And, and you know, 
when we when we play against the Dundee Stars, we'll play them six times around this season. They have a certain way of playing. Um, you know, it's they lock you down. They 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 when they go on the break, um, and they did that quite a few times. We talk about the Saturday game against the Cardiff Devils. We did not give up an odd man rush. I don't know how many odd man rushes we give up in total on Saturday, but it was a, a sorry Sunday. It was at least six or seven, Davey, was it? Yep. Um, and two or three of them were in the first period. They had a breakaway. We had a two-on-one just off the that. Connor Sills was unlucky. Not the, Jackson put off a really good save. Um, you know, we we were poor. That's that, There's no other way of looking at it. We were poor um, on Sunday. I know Adam was really disappointed after the game. Really disappointed after the game. Um, and I know the boys were really disappointed. You can tell when they're coming out of the locker room to go home. You know, when you're standing there, you, you don't even want to say anything to them because the, you, you know they're feeling it. I, I thought that we only sort of came alive late in the third period. Um, but overall, that performance is not good enough in a, for a player's in a Belfast Giants uniform. That's it. There's no way we should be getting, but with the greatest respect to the Dundee Stars, there's no way we should be getting beat at home by the Dundee Stars. I don't care if you're you're sleeping in your bed for five or six hours that night before. We should be beating teams like the Dundee Stars. That's it. For, for, if you want to get up and challenge for titles at the end of the season, um, these are games that's going to come back to haunt us, and you're going to sit and look at it and go, oh, God. Um, you know, if we if we only would have put in a performance against the Dundee Stars in the last game in November, it's uh, it, it was it was really, really disappointing. Um, but... Look, it, it, we, we, do you know what? I mentioned on the podcast last week, we played really well in two games, scored 13 goals, conceded four against the Manchester Storm last week. And I said it at the time, don't be getting too high, guys, because we've got another two difficult games this weekend. And do you know what? We're exactly in the same position. We got nothing out of the weekend. And now we've got to go to Fife in Glasgow this weekend, which let me tell you something, Fife are starting to play well. Glasgow have started the season off well. I was impressed with them in their first game they played at the SSE a few weeks ago. Um, so these two games this weekend, which everybody thinks we should go to Glasgow and, and Kirkcaldy and win handsomely, it's not going to be easy. So disappointing against Dundee. But the last thing I'm going to say on it is the Dundee Stars deserve to win on Saturday Sunday. They deserve that yeah. win. They deserve the goals that they scored. Probably unlucky not to get a couple of the other ones because Jackson played really well. Um, so it, 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 you know, Pasha and his team, fair play to them. They uh, they they put it to us on Sunday, and with no 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 way of looking at it, no other way of looking at it. There are certain <clears throat> there are certain hockey traditions in Belfast, and one that's come through is Omar Pasha always gets one win at the SSE per season. It's happened to <clears throat> Hull, it happened in Manchester, it's now happened in Dundee. He always seems to get one result at the SSE. Davey, there was a lot of talk around this game about retribution. Kyle Haas and the suspension wanted to show something, <clears throat> wanted the team wanted to have some reaction. The psychology of the game as well is is funny is that we've just spoke about the Cardiff Devils game and how well we played and not coming away, that you could actually come away thinking, you know, that was a good performance. But the weekend is tainted by the fact that the second game is this Dundee game where the performance was so poor. Um, very audible boos ringing around the arena too at the at the final hooter, which was, it's one of those, Paddy, and almost throw, throw a question back to you because I know you love getting questions on the podcast, but <laughs> like, we're talking about going to, to Scotland on a, on a doubleheader this weekend. You might even be able to get a couple of games yourself. But um, 
are we getting to almost a stage where some of these games are must win games? Well, yeah, they are because well, we know we. How many times have we been in a position in the years gone by where we've had bad weekends against teams that we should be winning against? The likes of Dundee Stars and the day Edinburgh. Do you remember we had a double header against was it Fife and Edinburgh in the SSE and we lost both games and we ended up losing the league season by a point, two points, something like that. You know these these you know points in November, points in December because of the way that you know our league is unique and that sort of get up to the fact that. We have to we have to win these games in order to get these points to to get the big trophy. You know, all games should be must win games at all parts of the season. But what is falling in our favour is the fact that the likes of Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, and all are also dropping points, unexpected points, going to Fife and losing, and you know getting beat here. There, you know, we had Guildford at the top of the league at the start of the weekend. You know, these games, there's a little bit of parity happening. So the Giants can come back and have little bits and pieces here. But what I will say is, is it a is it a must-win game this weekend? They all are. <laughs> What's so funny, Davey? It says on the WhatsApp, it's ridiculous. <laughs> right in the middle of the show, says, come uh, on. Sorry, well, I couldn't, a bit of, couldn't it's a bit of one from Madrid. Um, anyway... <laughs> But, but coming back to the events on the ice, obviously there were a lot of people probably in the SSE arena with eyes on the Giants, eyes on Haas, eyes on what was going to happen based on what had happened a couple of weeks ago. It, it comes back to conversations we've had right through the season as the, you know, Kiefer built the team with team toughness and that might mean players that are willing to die in a ditch to block a shot or, you know, hard on the forecheck, not necessarily fighting. And we talked last week about, you know, is there a time for somebody just grabbing somebody by the scruff of the neck and telling Kyle Haas that you're not going to hit Boucher like that again this season? Interestingly enough, he didn't chase Bush around like the lovesick puppy he has over the last uh, you know, five games. So I don't know whether that hit has kind of closed the chapter for Haas on it or not. You know his... what? I, I have to jump in there, David. I, I thought Haas played really well at the weekend. Yeah, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not taking smart, that away you know, he, he, As you say, he didn't go chasing anybody. He played a lot of minutes, especially after missing three games. You can miss your timing as well. Um, he didn't take any stupid penalties. Maybe did he take one actually? I think he might have had one penalty. But you know, he he, he did try and um, let's just say be a little bit theatrical on a few occasions um, throughout the game. But I thought he, he turned him a decent performance. And if he's if he plays like that all season and can stay in the penalty box, don't deal beat more teams that coming into this uh, you know the important part of the season as well. Yeah, only only Griffin Reinhardt with more time on ice than Haas. Haas led the Dundee Stars with just over 25 minutes. But um, in terms of like study things in the game, 70-30 the Giants and face-offs. We had a lot of possession, 100 shots. And I can't remember seeing that before on the instats that we had 100 shots. Okay, 63 or something on target. Um, but to me, and we talked, Rainer talked about it as well, quality over quantity. And I don't think that... Dundee stars necessarily lay down in front of so many shots. We're taking low percentage shots. Our D men are having a massive percentage of those shots because we're working the puck very well back to points and having low percentage shots then from the D with nobody in front, no traffic. Easy shot. Adam Morrison will save. I'm going to put a number on it 96, 97% of the shots that aren't screened from at the top of the circles. Probably He's more than that. Keeper. Probably even more than that. That's 97 out of 100. He's going to let three in. Maybe not even that. Because they're all just into that big, massive baseball mitt. You know, it's it's not... A professional goaltender saves those. You know, Matt, or it's Matt Cruth, isn't it? 
Carruth let the goals in because he couldn't see the puck. Morrison lets the goals in on Sunday. The one, um, Rainer feeds it up the wall, hooky to Rupert, who does a lovely backhand pass to backhands to Benarama to Longer, who goes in. And Slater Doggett does a lot of hard work in front of the net, taking the D-man right out of the... But just as Doggett takes it across Morrison's eyes, that's when Longer releases his shot. He's screened the second one. We're five on three. We've got the extra man on. We're six on three. We've got so many. There's so much traffic in front, and they're slapping at the puck, and we get the goal. It's just going back to the same repetition, Patty, and we're repeating ourselves ad infinitum here. Without traffic in front of the top goaltenders in this league, without crossing that Royal Road that I talk about, you don't you score very few goals. You do score goals, but you score very few. You get the breakaway goals. And whenever we collapsed in, that third goal was the killer on Sunday night. But for Jackson Whistle, it might have been five or six already at that stage. But that when we all piled in there looking at that loose puck that was everybody's looking more forward, and they broke and they're gone. They're away to the races and they get that two on one. And unfortunately, West can't pull us out of the hole on that occasion. And you're three one down and you've got, I think it was maybe six minutes left, something like that. And it was all hands. And that's when the Belfast Giants came to the game. For the first time on Sunday night, I felt that we came to the game in the last five minutes. And maybe a few years ago, different teams with the Jeff Swayzes and stuff in it. I don't the last to get in that situation, but you feel like they're going to come back. I didn't get that impression on Sunday night that, don't worry, there's five minutes left for two goals, but we're going to be okay here. I felt under pressure that whole five minutes. Get a goal, come on, get a goal, get a goal. And, you know, but back to the very start, the Haas, this team doesn't have it. And I don't mean this team doesn't have it in terms of team toughness. This team doesn't have that one guy that's going to line up beside Haas and go, you know, let's talk, let's dance here, big lad. It's just that we don't, we've discussed it. We might change. We might, you know, changes happen through seasons gone by. You don't know what will happen, but I just don't believe at the minute we have that guy. Well, that's the just briefly, just so we're going to wrap things up here and move it along. But the, the, what I want to just ask is, I didn't get, I've, obviously, I've uh, said earlier on, I'm suffering a bit from this booster, but I didn't get a chance that I normally do to type up the um, the three-word weekends to have them scroll along the bottom. But ultimately, you'll see when you go on Twitter and we asked for the three-word weekend reviews, a lot of people looking for change, be that change mm. in approach, change in personnel, change in you know, tactics, whatever. You know, we're going into this weekend against Fife and, and Glasgow and we know what's coming. What changes need to be made, sis? Um, or do changes need to be made? Well, I mean, look again. When you're in a position like this, you need to be. You need your your top end guys to be scoring. You need your top end guys to be turning up. When our guys turn up on the top two lines, we play much much better. Um, you know, when you look at Saturday's game, that's exactly what happened. I thought that both lines, the for top two, you know, you've got uh, there was Darcy Coops, or sorry, Darcy. Um, Pick and Cons, and then you had Coops, um, Goody and Laker, and I thought they were excellent on, on Saturday. Um, you know, and when Sunday again, we we just didn't get far. And we this weekend especially, and well, you know, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about Davy's favorite part of the show. You know, it's it's one of those ones where if we don't turn up against the Five Flyers in their own barn on Saturday night, we're going to get pumped. That's it. They're starting to turn a turn a corner. They're starting to play really well. They beat the Nottingham Panthers away on Saturday, and they I think actually I'm pretty sure they won on Sunday as well. I can't remember who they played on Sunday, but I'm pretty sure they picked up a four point weekend. So you know 
teams like there's no easy games in, in this league anymore. But there's you know where we are right now. Like I, I'm not all downbeat and, and, and thinking that, that that's the season's over. That's not the case. We're sitting in fourth position. Um, we were sitting fourth before the weekend. We're sitting fourth now. Yes, we've got a little bit of a gap between now us and Cardiff Devils. We have a game in hand. We have a couple of games in hand against Guildford and, and Sheffield. And we've got all these teams to play. We haven't played uh, Guildford this year. We've got hammered by Sheffield. And that's, you know, we've got two games coming up against them very shortly at home. And they, exactly. Be... These teams have to come here, remember? Absolutely. These two 100%. games in Cardiff we played, they have to come here. Nottingham have to come here. Sheffield Absolutely. have to come, come here yet as well. Yeah, and if we sleep in our own beds and we get a chance to basically turn up on us on a Saturday or Sunday in Belfast itself, it's going to be a different kettle of fish. So let's not all be disappointed. Yes, it's a disappointing weekend, but it's behind us now. There's nothing we're going to do about it. Absolutely nothing. The most important games the next one, which is against the Five Flyers on Saturday. Davey, anything to add before moving on? What's the question? Well, the question is changes. Um, I'm not one for changing for changes' sake, just because. Um, that's that's not an effective tactic either. I, I think we need to get more guys firing. And, and you've seen, you seen Kiefer on Sunday, especially just tossing lines out, line combinations out to try and get boys sparked into the game. With 11 forwards there, three top, the, the top nine and the two guys that are sort of sub, sub, subbing in and out there in that fourth line with an extra centre man or whatever. Not enough of them are firing in the same games at the same time. And, and this is a production business. And unfortunately for people, Production is is what you're what a lot of the time what you're levied on. People don't always watch the game. People sometimes just go to the stats and go, oh, you know. So people will be feeling well, under we'll pressure. They'll go, ooh, <laughs> and they're going, and they're going down. Go, ooh. Um, so you know, people will feel people guys will Fair feel enough, under pressure. I know we talked the other day, Sam, and you talked about absolute BS of of uh, you know you grip the stick too tight and all. You know, it's just a hockey cliche when guys are under pressure. But confidence is massive. Confidence is so key in the game. It's a key, and, and I said this earlier in the game, it's key in all sports and it's key in life. People want to be, people play better, people perform better in all spheres of work. This is a working environment for these guys and they'll perform better when they're confident. And they came off, you know, we went to Nottingham and won 5-0 and we were the best team in the league. That's only a month ago. So we talk all the time, another hockey cliche, not, not getting too high, not getting too low. The D have to take their responsibility because I think there's guys on D need to step up their game as well. Goaltending, thankfully, has been pretty hot. Um, and I've pulled this out. Jackson Whistle, as we talked about, we get beat six or seven maybe on Sunday night if we don't yeah, have a really well. hot weekend. Besco, I thought, was superb on Sunday night. Barry only had 11 shots, five on five to face. So in terms of I wouldn't be rushing to make changes at the minute, but you know we're now 10 weeks into a 30-week season. And we're not perhaps in the position in the league where we want to be or where we need to be. So big, big weekend coming up. And guys will have to really focus down and bear down on that because that's where we're getting the goals from. Is, and we'll, I don't want to go over it again. I don't want to do the bit at the end of the show where we're talking about the games. Got to get traffic in front. We've got to get in front of that goal. And we've got to cross that Royal Road and score goals. But listen, Joe, more than two Joe, goals. We're not winning games. Jolie's not here. You're going to have to say something. The when we get to the end, um, we'll move it on, gents. The the highlights from this game, if you want to watch them, are from Belfast Giants TV on YouTube. Um, right, we've got Mark Cooper waiting in the wings to chat to us and answer your TFA questions. But before that, uh, just quickly, that uh, says pop down to training. Had a chat with Adam Keith and first Jeff Baum. Jeff, um, a tough weekend for you. Uh, 
again, I was chatting to Adam a few minutes ago about the the uh, delayed flight on Saturday. Um, yeah. It's not easy sitting in an airport for when you're going on holiday, never mind playing a hockey match. But uh, you just come out and put up a really good display on Saturday night. Yeah, most definitely. It was difficult uh, with that travel day to get the legs going and get right off the bus and be ready to go. But I thought we did a good job of coming out ready to go in that first game and uh, doing a good job of holding Cardiff and their offensive players down to uh, not too much. But uh, make sure that we're always ready to go at the start of games for sure is very important. You've played two games against Cardiff and Cardiff now. Um, probably two games you should have picked something up from. Um, even though they, they got a couple of power play goals on, on Saturday night, but do you feel a bit unlucky, a bit of grief by for, for not getting anything out of the game? Yeah, I mean, we, we've definitely put on some two good showings in Cardiff, and it's unfortunate that we didn't come out the way we wanted to, but it's uh, a good learning moment for us to have early in the season, and it leads into these later games against these big teams to make sure that we're ready to go and make sure we get points out of them. Dundee, Sunday. Um, I think it's probably said the least said about it, the better. Yeah, most definitely. It's just a tough one. We need to uh, make sure that even though we had a long travel day the day before, we show up and we're ready to go right off the start. This weekend, uh, doubleheader in Scotland. You're going to Fife. Uh, you've had success against them so far this season. Uh, but they've started to pick up a couple of results, so it's going to be a tough game in, in uh, Kirkcaldy. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you see these teams picking up guys and uh, making a push now as we're getting later into the season. And it's important that we take these games with as much seriousness as we possibly can and uh, come out with some big points after this unfortunate weekend. And then you've got Glasgow for the first time uh, heading into Brayhead. Um, looking forward to that one as well? Yeah, definitely. It'd be uh, good to play them again and it'd be nice to play uh, them at their home barn in Glasgow. Uh, Glasgow or Glasgow? Glasgow. Good man. Well done. Um, it looked like a tough day this morning, was it? Yeah, it was It was uh, much needed for sure. Uh, get the legs going after uh, a day off yesterday and get back to work and uh, get back to the things that make us successful and our work ethic needs to pick up for sure. Cheers, Bomber. Thank, Thank you, you. man. I know. Adam, um, tough weekend for you. Um, I know you don't like making excuses, but sitting in the airport for eight hours isn't going to help anybody. Uh, before the, the game against Cardiff, but they must have been happy with the performance against uh, the Devils in Cardiff on Saturday night. Yeah, I was. Um, I thought defensively we were very sound, obviously. Uh, the PK could have been better. Um, you know, that's something the coach just asked me to work through this week uh, to make sure that we're better next weekend. Uh, obviously, this weekend it, it uh, potentially cost us both teams. Um, Sunday's game against Dundee, um, they have polar opposites. Defensively, were, you give up so many old man rushes, but uh, overall, again, you were very disappointed with the overall performance. Yeah, I mean, watching the game back, I felt that we did work. We just didn't work very smart. Um, I thought we were second to puck battles, second to the second man race, and uh, just seemed to be not mentally there. Uh, you know what? And I suppose you could put that down to traveling two days in a row, but at the end of the day, you know, Dundee gets on the boat six in the morning, three hour bus trip, and then a ferry to get here as well. So there's no excuse. Um, we just need to simplify our game in those moments and be better. Uh, and we need to work harder to get to that net. I mean, put a lot of pucks down on uh, Morrison, but the second opportunities weren't there, and those are the ones we need to get. This weekend, doubleheader in Scotland. Um, we've had success against the Flyers so far this season, but they've changed their, their the way they plan and they're starting to play really, really well as well. Picked up quite a few wins over the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I look at no further than this past weekend. Obviously, two big wins for them over two good hockey teams. Um, us coming off two losses, uh, which in turn get back on the horse and, and get going. You know, it's a work week this week. And we need to go into Scotland and, and uh, put the work boots on for, for a dirty road run. 
Big thanks to Bomber and to Adam Keith. Thanks for putting <clears> down <throat> doing that as always, says. Um, right, we're going to shoot right into the fan agenda. A man who's been waiting in the wings for a while, so we thank him for that. He's number 26 for your Belfast Giants. It is, of course, Mark Cooper. How are you doing, mate? How are we doing, guys? Thanks for having good, me. Good, good. Thanks, th- th- thanks for ha- thanks for hanging in the background there. We keep you waiting for a while there. While we were talking about the Dundee game, and that unfortunately is where I'm going to start. What was your take on the weekend? Um, yeah, I I thought we played really well in Cardiff. Um, didn't get the result we wanted. Um, there was a lot to build on, and then we came out um, against Dundee. Um, after travel and stuff and just kind of laid an egg in the first. Um, kind of hung on there a little bit, but I thought we uh, were just a little behind the eight ball from the start of the game. And um, Wes made some great saves early just uh, to keep us in there and give us a little bit of life. But uh, we weren't able to help him out um, with any scoring. So it was a, it was a frustrating uh, result. And hopefully we can uh, forget about it and move on to uh, this weekend. We spoke earlier on about the Devils game and and how well you guys played, especially considering the weight that you had in the airport before even getting to Cardiff. Yeah, uh, I think like um, we didn't we didn't have a game midweek that week, so we were all we were fresh and ready to go, and um, everyone kind of circled that on our calendar um, after the first time we went to Cardiff, thinking that uh, we kind of got snuck as we outplayed them again, but. Uh, so we were ready to go. I don't think the the airport was any excuse. Obviously, we were a little tired, but um, I think um, just getting in there, that, the crowd was roaring and stuff. So it was it was a fun environment to play, and we just got to find a way to get the results we need. Coops, we've been talking about the the weekend's games there, and and just going through the end stats and the numbers, like 181 shots or efforts at net. You know. And our four goals come up from, and you're involved yourself, and we've talked about that over the last couple of weekends, about getting traffic in front of goalies and getting those second scoring opportunities, which are, and Rainer sort of accused his own, not his teammates, but just the team in general of being a bit too much quantity over quality. We've got to think better when we're taking those shots and just try and get a bit dirtier in front of the net, maybe. Yeah, um, definitely, uh, you said earlier that goalies are going to make the save that's professional hockey if they can see the puck um so i think it's i think it's essential to have in the offensive zone a third guy high and then two guys kind of crashing at the net but um we've just we haven't been able to capitalize on the second opportunities we create the traffic but i think our our f2 is either too early or too late and we got to figure out how to time that better to to get to those loose pucks and, and create additional opportunities it's been something that's been quite noted. Well, I've noticed it more over the last maybe three, four weekends. That it seems to be you're the 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 one go to guy that's getting himself, getting on the goalie's toe caps, getting on top of the blue paint. Is that something that you've been asked to do, or something you're wanting to do yourself, or how's that came about? Um, I uh, I've been taught from a young age just kind of stay around the net and good things will happen. So I kind of uh, uh, base my play around that. But um, on the power play, that's kind of where my position is. Um, and then um, playing with uh, Laker and Goody recently, they, they do some good work in the corner. So I kind of just post up in front and they'll, they'll create some havoc and get pucks to the net for me. So I kind of found a spot there recently and um, I think I'm doing an okay job at it. Hopefully a few more going off me or something and uh, we get we start creating some more goals. Coops, 
Firstly, um, how's the legs after your wee skate this morning? Hmm. Uh, a little loosey. I uh, I had to bike downtown for uh, a class today, and I uh, they were uh, they were cramping up on me, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was a good skate this morning for sure. Uh, we did kind of our, our training camp skate test again. Um, it was good to get through it. It's a good team building thing. Obvi- obviously, we'd rather not do it. and uh, But I think overall, uh, we'll build off that hard work this week and lead into the weekend. Yeah, that's what you get for no point weekend. You just have to skate, Mitt. You just have to sort that yeah. out. We, we kind of knew something was coming. We just didn't know why. And, uh, uh there was some hints towards something like that, but we weren't sure until uh, Kiefer announced it. And uh, no one was thrilled, but we all got through it. Um, I want to talk, you, you, you've mentioned about the, the travel schedule. ECHL, EIHL, uh, you know, you, when you're in the ECHL, you're busting on a hell of a lot of the time. Uh, and that's a long, long journey as well. But how have you found the schedule? Obviously, this weekend past was something a little bit out of the ordinary. We haven't. You know, I haven't actually, I can't remember the last time we've been held up for that long in an airport. Um, but how do you find the schedule compared to what your travels were like to South Carolina? Um, I, I've actually, I've felt the travel here has been a lot better um, just on my body. Just we get to sleep more nights in our own bed. Like last year, um, playing four games a week, kind of all over the place. You, you end up sleeping on the bus. <laughs> Um, and you don't, you obviously don't get as good as sleep, um, sleeping on a bus, especially not a sleeper bus. So, um, the way we get treated here has been great. Um, Saturday wasn't ideal, um, sleeping in an airport and stuff, but, um, other than that, there's been no complaints The the East coast league, the travel is definitely difficult. I think, uh, I've been through everything, snowstorms, broken buses, um, kind of everything throughout the league. So I've experienced it all. So anything kind of thrown at me, I've, I've seen it and hopefully can show the young guys that uh, just it's all about what you can do uh, come game time. No one really cares. Um, no one really tries to make an excuse. Uh, as is nature of this part of the show, we threw up some, some of the questions, throw it out there to Twitter and see what some people come back with. Okay. Michael Reagan, Michael Reagan's come back with just to say he wants to say thanks to, that you signed a goal puck for him from the OSC. But he, his question was, what's impressed you so far about Belfast as a city and what attracted you to come play for the Giants in the first place? Um, attracted me to the Giants was uh, uh, Kiefer and Thorts kind of reached out to me as I was, uh, my first year professionally and, um, kind of mentioned what the, what the deal was here. Um, they reached out every summer and I just said, I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. Just, I wanted to continue to pursue, um, my dreams of playing in the NHL and, and playing in North America. Um, but then this summer, um, they reached out again and I, I felt it was uh, a great opportunity. And I, I, I know um, Kyle Bond quite well, so I, I talked to him and some other guys that have played in this league, not particularly with the Giants, and they've, they all said this is the spot to be. Um, and I, I thought it was just uh, a great fit for me. And then what was the second part of the question? Oh, Belfast. Um, Belfast, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Belfast. Uh, I've loved Belfast so far. Um, gets a little dark, uh, a little too early for my liking, but that's all right. Um, uh, I'm used to South Carolina weather, so it's been a bit of an adjustment in that part. But uh, I love the city. 
Um, I love the people here. Um, and then the fans obviously are great. They're, they're ready to go every game and, and screaming for us. Um, so that's been a, it's been a real treat to play here so far. One from, uh, one, one from Johnny Baxter. Uh, did you have any idea about London Springer before you dropped and went the other weekend? Um, I, I knew, I, I saw his penalty minutes a few times, but that's about it. Uh, I know, no, he's a tough guy. I, I was told and he, uh, he plays a, a tough nosed game and, um, he kind of got under my skin a little bit. I, uh, maybe not the best time to fight him on a power play, but, <laughs> um, I just, he, uh, he, he, I guess he pushed my buttons the wrong way. And I, um, I just thought it was time to, he was, he plays a tough game and I hopefully that changed his game a little bit and gave us some more respect. Coops, I, I want to come in on the, on the back of that because on, on the video, it's clear that he's, he's kind of said, you want to go or whatever. And you've gone, no, yeah. no it's not, it's not the right time. And, then the linesmen sort of get involved and they're telling you off and the refs, if you do this, you want to get, just let them go. And you sort of just look at each other and you go, you know what? I let's, let's go. And it, it was yeah. refre- and you must, you must have fed off that. I know you said that during the fight, you perhaps all you hear is the thuds, but once it's over, like you, you see how much the arena fed off that and then dogs go on the following night as well. That it's, part, it's still part of the game. For sure. Um, I think it holds, it holds players accountable. It's a kind of a self self policing out there that, that it is still part of the game. I think it's an important part. Um, as you guys were saying earlier um, in the podcast that we don't have that typical tough guy role, but we, we try to play that team toughness that Kiefer instills. But once in a while, if um, something happens, like in the Haas, Haas situation, like Darcy jumped in there, the whole team was in there. And then the uh, the Springer one, and then and Dog. So, I think it just shows that guys guys are w- willing to compete and do what it takes, and 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 not not afraid to do it if it if it comes time to it. It's not definitely no one's role on our team, but um, it is definitely still part of the game. And guys are uh, willing to compete for each other out there. It's it's not something that obviously is is or has particularly been part of your game, but is it something you phone home or or? getting the messages back to the parents to say, guess what happened tonight? They watching in. Yeah, well, uh, my mom's not thrilled when uh, I do it, but uh, I used I, I fought a couple times in North America, a little more earlier in my career, but um, my dad always says good battle, good fight, but my mom's not thrilled. And um, so, <laughs> but a few of my buddies chimed in and said I did a good job and uh, that they, they played against Springer before and said, that uh, it was it was needed, kind of. <laughs> I want to go uh, first. Day, I've got two ways of looking at this. You've played more or less every other team in the league so far. I think Guildford's mm-hmm. the only one we haven't faced. Yeah. Who has stood out for you? I mean, I know you. you, you as I say, you played a couple against Cardiff. We played Nottingham Sheffield. Um, is there a team that stood out for you? Do you think are probably better equipped than? you know, are probably the best equipped that you've seen so far? Um, yeah, I think, I think every game we've fared pretty well or outshot our opponent, except that, except that Sheffield game. Um, I know that they're always a team to beat in this league and we obviously kind of laid an egg in that one. Um, but um, I'm, I'm kind of real excited to play them back to back here at home and get redemption on them. Um, parts, very opportunistic. They have some great goal scorers, Brody Reed, 
Um, we've been able to kind of shut them down five on five, but their power play is a, a real threat. And we knew that going in, we just weren't able to uh, stop it. So um, that'll be a key focus for playing them next. I know Nottingham didn't have their best effort against us um, when when we played them and we kind of came out flying. Um, but I know that they'll show up better next time we play them. But I think every team every team has their um, their their star players and. Uh, you can't take anyone for granted in this league. I think it's um, way more deep than years past from what I've heard from players. And um, you got to take everyone seriously and, and come to every game like it's like it's the Sheffield Steelers or every game matters because you, you are playing for a regular season title and not um, not to play for a playoff kind of thing. And then the one look at this weekend, you've already faced the five flyers. And you've already faced Glasgow. Two tough games, two tough places to go into. You haven't been to Glasgow yet. But after the disappointment of last weekend, what have we got to do to make things better this weekend? Yeah, I think we just got to we got to stay confident. Um, we know we're a good team. We can't let uh, these this past weekend kind of trickle into our play uh, next weekend. Um, Fife's obviously rolling right now. They've won two in a row. Um they're, that's not going to be easy playing in their building. I'm sure their crowd's going to be uh, uh, roaring and ready to go. And Glasgow, the first time we played them, it was their first game. So they've kind of probably found their stride since then. Um, it's going to be a tough weekend. Um, I take it. Uh, you guys are saying must wins uh, earlier. Uh, it, it it could be must wins. Just I think um, losing four in a row is, is, not the, is not the way to win this league. So... Um, we got to go in and play our game and not focus on them, kind of get back to what we're, we're good at and, and go from there. And hopefully that'll get us the results we want. Coops, just before Patty comes in there, caveat that yeah. where we're talking about the, the kind of the must win and, and you kind of referenced it yourself there about the difference in the league for, and, the, and the setup here that the, the regular season title is the, is the kind of the one to win because it, with the greatest respect, the playoffs is over two weekends yeah. and, it's a bit of a lottery. Has that? Has there been an adjustment for some of the boys that it's not? It, it really is. Two points in September are as important as two points in March here. Yeah, it, it's definitely um, an adjustment for me. Like last year, our team um, needed to win like sixteen or last eighteen games to just get in the playoffs, and then like we and we ended up doing it and got in and and ended up going to the final. So it's not like a, a build up for the playoff kind of league, which is definitely a change because um, I haven't played a, a format like that in my life. Um, I think it just, it, it instills the importance of everyday practice and, and just consistency, which can trickle, which trickles into every game is just as important as the next. And um, I think it starts in practice and, and just everyday habits and that just, uh, and, that that builds consistency throughout the year. The uh, you know we got the game as I says you know, Saturday and Sunday over in Scotland. What does the rest of the week entail for you, Mark? You're saying you're cycling in for a class. Is there a bit of studying going on? Yeah, um, the semester's coming to an end. Um, uh, just uh, getting all my papers and stuff uh, formatted and done. But um, it's been it's been good so far. Learning a lot and uh, gets you. Uh, not thinking about hockey all the time, which is sometimes nice to just get your mind away from the game, especially after uh, a tough weekend. So 
it's been a nice escape at times, but um, uh, it's it's been a grind, but it's been fun, and I'm learning a lot. Coops, just one last thing for me. Yeah, I know that your mom and dad are coming over soon. You must be looking forward to seeing them. Obviously, your first time um, overseas for for work, um, and uh, you must be looking forward to to seeing them when they come over soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, they've always been able to visit me where I've played, except last year, uh, just because of um, travel restrictions and stuff. Uh, so they've they've booked a long trip, and my sister is coming as well. So they're going to spend. Uh, three and a half weeks here in Christmas. So it'll be nice to spend Christmas with them. And uh, my dad's actually, his grandparents are from Belfast. He's never been here. So uh, I, I, I've never met them and he didn't know them either, but um, they are from Belfast. So maybe we'll dig into some history uh, while they're here and, and enjoy some, uh, some dark beer, I guess, and try and find, <laughs> just find our ancestors. It's unusual. <laughs> yeah. Unusual. Well, listen. Thank you very much for uh, for spending time with us and uh, and answering some of the questions from the guys on Twitter and from ourselves. Have a good week this week and good luck this weekend. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, love what you guys do and uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. See you in the morning. Thanks, Coach. Thanks again, the the Mark Cooper. Great to have him on. And thanks to everybody who sent in your TFA questions. Right. Such Julie's not lad. here. So, really, huh? really, really good lad. Oh, he's a top lad, top lad. The um, Julie's not here, so I'm going to have to do the news. I've I've really enjoyed outsourcing the dops and the news to to Joel because it just you know, makes my life a little bit easier. But I I had to write this down, so bear with me. No dops this week from the old accounts. I've just had another check. No dops at all. So bonus. Well done, everybody. Everybody playing playing the game properly. Good to see. <laughs> it was um, it was a four point weekend for Dundee, who took the win over Manchester the night before they travelled to Belfast, and likewise, five as Sis mentioned earlier on, five for anomalous form prior to the Giants' uh, return to Kirkcaldy. Uh, a three nil win over the then league leaders, Fife, was followed by a four two win over Nottingham on Lower Parliament Street. Uh, Clan finally got to open their home account in a new new era for the club. But Danny Stewart was to spoil the party with a, shoot, a shootout win 3-2. Uh, Malcolm Cameron did inspire his team to win on the road, however, threshing, threshing the storm 5-1 at the Drizzle Dome. Uh, Blaze hosted Cardiff in Premier Sports Game of the Week as the Sky Dome Ice was finally able to accommodate some hockey. Uh, however, it was a 2-0 victory for the visitors, giving them a four-point haul from the uh, from the weekend's activities. And uh, finally, in games, the Steelers had a Challenge Cup match against Nottingham, which I don't know the score of. But I don't care because it didn't actually mean anything in the end. 5-4. Was um, it? I think it was 5-4 over time. Nah, it was yeah, a dead no. rubber. It was all it was all decided. It just but it wasn't really time. a dead rubber. Was it for seedings? It was for seedings. So we ended up, I'm sure you'll probably come to it. I'll, let, I'll not spoil your bubble. <laughs> Thanks, Simon. That's very kind of your bubble. The... Um, the uh, they did, however, uh, Sheffield did get uh, a win the next night as they beat the Flames in Surrey to return to the summit of the league table. And they did so without the services of Anthony DeLuca. And I quote the Sheffield Steelers press release. At 5.30pm on Friday evening, the Sheffield Steelers were advised by Anthony DeLuca that he had failed an anti-doping test. Anthony is tested positive for a banned substance and is currently suspended with immediate effect. No further comment will be made by the club. Um, now, 
couple of things here. First of all, the wording I found quite interesting. They were informed by Anthony DeLuca. Not it wasn't the it wasn't where that's coming from. That's for conjecture there. Um, your thoughts, gentlemen, Davy? No comment, Paddy. Okay, Simon. Don't care. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the games then. Is there anything out there, Davy, that surprised you? I wasn't really. Listening. I knew he was 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 listening. That's why I went straight to him. No, look, let's let's go on the challenge top top. It's it's not. Right, okay, well then, look, I've got a spiel then. Finally, okay, finally, the Giants top the Challenge Cup seedings, and we're we'll face the uh, the eighth seed. Coventry Blaze in the Challenge Cup quarterfinal. The first leg is on Wednesday, the 8th of December in Coventry. The second leg will be over a month later in Belfast on Sunday, the 12th of January. The other quarterfinal, Sheffield against Fife, Cardiff against Dundee, Guildford against Nottingham. Divvy, the quarterfinal of the Challenge Cup. Did you say the first leg's when? First leg's next Wednesday, 8th of December. And then the second leg is over a month later. Might go up that. Because then my opinion will be more valid, of course, on yeah. the following point. I was thinking about going that myself. Yeah, might might hook up. There, there. I um, might be there. Uh, oh. I'll see you there. Let's get Julie. Let's get the whole thing. Let's, let's get, do the show right there. Um, get the band together. It's uh, <laughs> it's funny. Joel's from Marnie. I'll never spend the money. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny now that it's this December and we're only getting the quarterfinal stage. I know people have spoke to me this week about uh, we've got questions on Twitter and stuff about. What would you do to make the format different? I would make it the pre-season, the, the pre-league, if you like, tournament. Yep. Same format's fine. You play each, each of the teams in your group four times or whatever it is over the three, four weekends. Quarterfinals, semis and finals over like the next three weekends. And the teams that get knocked out just play exhibition matches against each other because they need to keep playing. You've got your final at Halloween and we're in the league action by the end of October because this where some teams have played exponentially more games than others in the league and you never catch up you never know where anybody is and when we get the march it's like oh well we have four games to catch up and we're six points behind and games in hand points in the bag all this good stuff it, it just goes on too long and we're all being doom and gloom about how the giants we're the top seed you know yep. we, we've came through that group stage and we're in a better position than anybody else would I have the seed of change that slightly where the, the top seed used to pick who they wanted to play, but now it's one yeah. v eight. So we've got the Coventry players. Do I think we can do players over two legs? Absolutely, I do, and I expect us to go through to the next round of the cup. Um, it's always important to get that first leg and, and get something out of it to come home with. Um, so as I say, if I can get away with it, I might head up to Coventry next Wednesday and uh, make a night of it. Simon. Again, Coventry are a tough team to play against. Um, we we did play very well with them when we had that game. Um, wasn't it on free sports or Premier Sports? Yep. Um, so we 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 had a good game that night. We ended up coming out with a win. Uh, that I've there's a couple of really good players in that Coventry players team this year. And I said at the start of the year, yeah, I, I said at the start of the year that I thought they were it could be the team that sort of um, you know. I know the arena teams are always up and up around about the top of the league, but I think Coventry Blaze could be one of those teams to to really poke their head into the top four or five or uh, six anyway. But um, is there an easier draw out there with the new the way it's basically you, you take the one versus eight instead of taking your pick this year? Is there an easier draw? I'm not so sure. I don't know who, if I had been, you know, if I had had the option of picking a team that was in 
the, the obviously the top eight of the nine that played to get into the top eight, who would I pick? I really don't know. I, I, I did think about this the other day. You know, as I say, Pfeiffer starting to play well. Dundee, we've always had tough games against Dundee, both home and away. Um, you know, we haven't played Guildford yet. Nottingham Panthers, you always like to hump them whenever you get the opportunity. Um, but whatever way you've got to do it, you've got to, you know, if you want to get the the, the final and you want to win the trophy, you've got to beat all these teams anyway. So yeah. um, it is, you, you've got your your draw made. Um, uh, is it ideal to have a month in between? Not really. But, you know, again, it's the only time we can get the availability without them playing a game, without us playing a game. And obviously, it's different. They can, they can take their ice whenever they want to, but we've got to work around gigs and concerts and, and events and what have you. So, um, yeah, they've got fancier chances. Um, we're, we've got a good team. We didn't have a great weekend, but we've got a good team. Um, and uh, I'd like to think that we've got a real chance of going through. If you if you want to be the best and you want to beat the rest, dedication is what you need. Well, Roy. <laughs> um, I'm talking about Roy. Hi, how, how much does Davey look like his dad when he's just leaning back there? <laughs> That's a good man. I was talking to him earlier there. Absolutely. Top man, legend. The um I, I have to say I do agree with you, Daly, on the uh, on the idea of a revamp of the Challenge Cup and putting it as a preseason tournament and just sticking all the fixtures in and you know, and then having exhibition games for those people who have been knocked out. And so they have they still have the warm up building up like, to the start of a league season because just so just just that mm-hmm. you look at what we have now and you look at we have this game next Wednesday against the Coventry Blaze in Coventry, and then it's a month over a month before we face them in the second leg. And obviously, that's down the ice time, and that's you know, that's availability of ice, and that's you know that's just the way it is in this league. And then so then it's going to be the twelfth of January, and then we're going to have to if we make it through, it's the semi-finals, and then that all has to be completed within the two semi-finals have to be completed before what March third probably in and around first week of March is when that that, that usually when the challenge. Is it, it's February? February. Yeah, is it February? Yeah, is it February this year? Because it, it was it was the last couple of years. It's been the first weekend in March. But no, the finals been the first weekend in March. Yes, that's what I mean. Sorry. Of, yeah. That's what I mean. So we'd have to we'd have to fit the semifinals in there. And yeah. if we're already if we're already pushing the um we're already pushing the quarterfinal out until January to find the ice time. You know, there, there's that juggling match that has to happen. You know, we end up playing on a Tuesday night or whatever to try to try to fill this to try to fill the schedule. It, it, surely there must be a better way to do it. I, I just think it should be like the League Cup, um, you know, in football uh, in Scotland, especially because it's usually played before Christmas now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To get the thing over and done with, uh, you know, the whole thing. Get in my own away. opinion, if we could get it all done and dusted before Christmas, then everybody can concentrate on the on the, on the league performances and they can move into the unless you're playing European competition. But um, no, for like me, the, like the, I'm sorry, just saying, like the Benson and Hedges Cup was. Yeah, like the B&H Cup was done before. Even Christmas. even if they want to keep the showpiece final for after Christmas and Valentine's Day, St Patrick's Day around, you know, end of February, early March, whatever. But all the group and all the semi-finals and all either done and dust. I would personally have the final like Halloween weekend or whatever, and, yeah. and that's it done. 
Well, we were just, supposed to. It's, it's remember, the elite league initially wanted to have this fantastic five or whatever the hell it was called. Mm. Do you remember the open the season when it was uh, you know after COVID we were going to have a big get together in Nottingham as a bit of a, a shin, like magic weekend that, that they have in rugby league, and obviously that didn't happen in the end. We didn't do that. We we didn't have a season last season, and it was sort of jettisoned. Um, but for an early season sort of playoffs sort of scenario, if you did have two the semifinals on the Sunday and the final semifinals on the Saturday is one leggers on the final on a Sunday, and you had it in Sheffield or in Belfast or in just not Nottingham because obviously the playoffs are Nottingham, and have it as a as a as an early in the season weekend of hockey. Why not? Mm, I'm not even sure if I'm bothered about like a second playoff weekend or whether you know to have all the fans of all the teams there. I just think that. The two teams that get to the final deserve their their day of mm. their their day in the sun. And, and, and be, to be honest, I, I I would agree with that, Davey. I mean, at the end of the day, the the teams want to play their home games. They want to get their you know at the end of the day, they want to get their home gate coming in for that. If it goes to a semi final, they're not going to get that. It's going to be split to the IHL. So yeah. the teams will want to get you know if you get a a chance to basically play home and away on a on a um, on a semi final of a cup. Competition, you're going to get a reasonably good crowd, and whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday night, or whether it's a weekend. Um, so you know, for me, it's I just think that there's there's bound to be a better way to organize it. I think it should be all done a Halloween weekend, cup final, by all means. You know, I think I'd be all for that. But the final itself, my own personal view is it should be a neutral venue. It shouldn't be every time going to Cardiff. It should even the playoffs. I, I get the playoffs going to Nottingham. Moving around, great, we all have a brilliant weekend in Nottingham, and we'll go. Um, but you know, I think it's maybe about time to should but jig out around it. But I know for a fact that there's an awful lot of fans over in Sheffield, Nottingham, Cardiff, Coventry, Guildford, like would love to come to Belfast um for a for a playoff weekend. Is that gonna happen? I have no idea. But um for me it's it should be a neutral venue uh for whatever two teams are playing. So if you get it all organized and then you know, if it has to go to Nottingham or if it has to go to Sheffield or it has to go to I don't know, Belfast, and that's just how I feel about it. Who gets the Continental Cup? Is it the Challenge Cup? Playoff, Challenge Cup playoff champion? Challenge Cup playoff. winner? Is it not the playoff? No, Challenge Cup winner. Well, sorry, the, the Challenge Cup winner got it. Sheffield is Challenge Cup winner went in the Continental Cup. You're year. absolutely correct. That's correct. Which, which, which you know, gives gives people something to play with. The, the Challenge Cup's harder to win than the playoffs. Uh, so What's I agree that, that the... So I think either it has to be the team that finishes second in the league or it has to be the Challenge Cup. But I think the playoffs is a nonsense in this country, much as I really want to win it every year. That's that's still a stain on our on our history that we've, we haven't won it since 2010. Um, but I digress. The Challenge Cup needs an overhaul. And this one month between legs and the quarterfinal is, you know, and I'm sure we're not the, the latest team no. to be playing in the quarterfinals so you could be in the February before the, the semi-finals are lined you up could, you could, or you could feasibly have one leg of the semi-final happening before our second leg of the of the quarterfinal you could also have yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. anyway right on that oh, yes. so like I said the other quarterfinals Sheffield against Fife Cardiff against Dundee and Guildford against Nottingham um, this weekend's fixtures Fife uh, host the Belfast Giants on Saturday at 7.15 at Fife Ice Arena. You can get it on Flyers TV and hear the commentary on Flyers TV. That's uh, that's always really enjoyable. Um, five have won three of their last five league games, and then we go down the uh, down the M8 towards Glasgow to face the Glasgow Clan for the first time at the new Brayhead Ice Arena, as it's called for the games when they hold them there. Um, Sunday at four p.m. No webcast. 
as is traditional now in in Glasgow. But that's fine there, Simon. I, I don't believe. I I, I, I've, I've checked. I, I've looked before this at the Elite League website. It wasn't listed as one of the teams that had a webcast. So okay. I know that Nottingham have changed, um, but uh, I don't think I don't think the, the Glasgow clan have. Um, clan are two and three in the last five. They're also potentially missing Deman Mitch Jones, who didn't play last weekend under COVID regulations. Uh, the tests went all the way around the, uh, the the clan dressing room, and he was the only one who has who has sat out. Um, Davy, who's on mute. So I'll just go on to says <laughs> Davy really. I don't know if you. I don't know if you people realize this, but Davy really hates this part of the show. He never likes talking about because he just thinks he throws out the same old cliches of get pucks deep, get pucks on net, do things well, get in front of the goalie. Is this all the sort of stuff I'm talking about, Davy? That's exactly right. Now Simon does says anything different than this is the most important game of the weekend. I'll be very surprised. Says five flowers. It's the most important game of the weekend. <laughs> Get pucks deep, get get the net, <laughs> have an opportunity to basically, you know, just do the right things, make smart plays, um, foot on throat, right? Make sure the ferry's on time, um, get a rest before <laughs> you know we can get a, a nice pregame meal, a nice nap. Everything's going to be good. Four point weekend upcoming, um, but yeah, it's going to be tough. That's bottom I mean, line. Needs to be a reaction from from the past weekend. Yeah, there needs goes. to be a reaction from the from the Dundee game. Uh, and and yes, know, five... right there, reaction from the Dundee game because we played well in Cardiff. There's no no yeah, reaction from the, the sorry, yeah, yeah reaction from the Dundee game because and then you take into account the fact, like I say, you know, five have been playing. They've won three in the last five. They got a four point weekend just week just past. They went to Nottingham and took a win there. They beat Cardiff. They beat Cardiff at home. They no, beat, they beat by Cardiff. No, no, not not last weekend, oh, but ago. previously, yeah. 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 So they've they've gained the wins there. Uh, you know, beat Coventry there. They've been getting the wins, and they are they've sort of from the early season Challenge Cup shambles. Let's be fair; they were a bit of a bit of a mess in the Challenge Cup. They've sort of got that together. Um, no sign of Chase Shaver, but they've got that together, and they um, they've. Uh, you know they're starting to get the results, so it is going to be difficult for the Giants. And as you said earlier, says the the Glasgow clan are a handful of the way they've started the season. Yeah, and, and the guy watched their highlights against um, Guildford, I think it was, um, and Manchester. They played well. They're, they're some they have some really good players. Um, and the the Glasgow clan, I mean, they, they made things difficult for us at home in their first game. I know they'd only been practicing for a week together, but um, we'll just have to wait and see how it pans out. But like. Five first, forget about the Cardiff game. Or sorry, Glasgow game until Sunday. It's uh that it's most important to get this Saturday one first of all. Like I say, five against Belfast, Saturday, seven fifteen PM at Five Face and Arena, and uh follow the follow the game with the commentators on Flash TV. Whoa! Oh, what a shot. Oh that Jan's guy did really well. Um and Glasgow against Belfast, four PM. On Sunday at Brayhead Ice Arena, uh, no webcast, but any coverage will will throw it your way. Any other business, gentlemen? You want to go first, yeah. David? I do, and I just can't put my hand on it at the minute. I will tweet it up. Christine McCaggy, Blake's mum, has put up a little thing. I don't know if you were going to say something similar. Says, but oh, let's carry on. Christmas cards for Blake. He's been stuck in what has been end of August, maybe September time since yeah. he's been in in London expecting to go for a couple of weeks in the wee man in the big lad now he's not a wee man anymore he's a big 14. man now. Um, 14 hard to believe um so get let's get let's do something nice for Blake here let's get let's get Christmas cards coming 
let's 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 get them over to him and and do anything we can to make that family's Christmas just a wee bit more bearable. It must be, you know, it's unthinkable as dads ourselves. You know, we've all had times where our kids haven't been well or whatever. But this is this is a, a lifetime of a challenge that this wee man's been under and that family's been under the pump for years and years and and how to deal with it and to deal with it with such with such you know um positivity dignity and positivity Mm -hmm. and uh you know let's get christmas cards over to him because if that's all we can do for him then that's what we should be doing you're here that's right um i want to congratulate we gave him a gym see for his uh passing his um his next uh (laughs) what color are we davy that's the best color belt davy what color is it what the best color (laughs) it's it's dark teal (laughs) (laughs) it's a green belt strong 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 but team. You, but the way you're sitting back there, can you show us any moves? What do you, what do you want? I don't know, mate. I'm not <laughs> a taekwondo expert. But if I start throwing these moves out, Kiefer might want to find out if I can skate, you know. <laughs> and I let him know that you can't carry on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I, I, look, I just wanted to be, throw a big shout out to the OSC um, committee. Um, they've worked their tail off over the last couple of weekends. We'll put the sponsored equipment out. Last Friday, uh, for all the for all the um, uh, for all the fans, we had it for a week of just the members. Uh, Christine and Johnny have been working overtime, phoning these people around to get their payments and stuff they got for um, for their equipment that they've sponsored, and I can't thank them enough because again, I was I was obviously busy for the last couple of weeks um, and haven't really had time to do much. So without them, uh, and Andre has been working in as well, and so have they all in fairness. So Lisa, you've got Lisa and Chloe. The two Ryan's um, and Nicholas. So thanks very much to all them, and uh, it's been yeah. Thanks very much indeed. Perfect. From my point of view, I just want to throw out a one for the Blade Tail. I did a bit of an update. I know we spoke about it the other week. I did a bit of an update. There have been uh, there have been fifty nine donors um, since we started this, and there have been uh, eight, who have provided eighty eight donations. Um, Andy Key must be a, a pincushion. Because he just he seems to be pinning out. Well, obviously, I've just done another one and another one. I don't know if the guy's got any blood left in him, but it's, uh, but it's fantastic the amount of people. Over, I know it's been it's been a while now, uh, but the amount of people who have um, stepped forward and you know got a needle in their arm to to, to give blood and and provide it and as part of the bleed teal and just took a photograph, tweeted us. We are going to um, we are going to get that sorted out and and have that sort of game where we get it where we get together and we fulfill all the promises that we uh, that we provided and you know i think that the amount of people who have come forward and when you give blood you give an opportunity to three people it's life-saving um it's a fantastic thing to do it doesn't cost anything except your time and a, and a pint of the good stuff and uh thank you to everybody who has been part of it and uh, we will keep it going. We'll, we'll be pushing it a little bit more over the next coming weeks, especially considering, you know, this pandemic, as we see, isn't over just yet. Yeah. There's going to be people that do need it. And uh, yeah, thanks to everybody who's been part of the bleed too. Uh, here, here. Anything else, gents? No, nothing. From that me. is done. I think so. We were hoping for a 45 minute show. <laughs> we were, but I was. Good yeah. luck, the boys, this weekend. You know, good That's luck. It. You need a bit, a bit of puck luck, a bit of positivity. I'm, I'm, I feel a bit more upbeat after this cathartic experience. And I'm still yeah, the, go- that that skit that skit that Adam did them a day this morning. Um, it was a preseason skit. Like I'm, uh, let's just say there was a few burning legs when they come off there this morning. Um, and that's one of those ones where I, 
I love playing the game. I know Sunday nights and I have a bit of a laugh, but I'll tell you what, if I had to do that, I'd have been on the race right now. Give 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 people uh, an idea, Sam, because people people will have heard the term bags kit, but there's people that will just not know what that actually entails. Just well, how hard well, that is. Well, I mean, it's it's literally you're you're going full length of the ice. Um, well, what they were doing this morning, you've got the suicides and stuff like that that you can. I don't know if we can say that, Cameron. I have no idea. Man. No anyway, idea. if you explain um, it, then yes. I uh, so you. I mean, they used to you used to have to go. So you've gone. You started at the goal line. You go blue line back, red line back. Blue line back, red line back, red line back to the blue line, far blue line back to the red line, and back again. That was a tough bag skid. Today, they basically did four lengths of the ice, full pelt, five times. Um, so they're they're going they're going two hundred feet back down again, two hundred feet back down again, and on the second one, on the on the the second return. You can glide from the halfway then, because let's be honest, you're bollocks anyway. Um, and when you get this, when you get the second one, and when you get the third one, and then Adam just kept it going. I think they did five each a day. Um, but you do it, the boys do it in their line. So all the defense go, and then you've got um, there was three groups all together today, and you're probably getting, for argument's sake, thirty, I'm sorry, fifty to seventy seconds rest before you've got to go and do it again. It's a tough, tough thing to do, and the big thing about it is it's it's usually and you bag skate only usually comes out when you deserve to have to do it. So if you if you have a four point weekend, you get two days off. When you have a no point weekend, you get one day off on a bag skate. Um, so I'm expecting a I'm expecting a a response this weekend because I'm telling you now they will not want to be doing a preseason bag skate next Tuesday morning. Um, so it's uh, it, it's. It, your legs burn, I mean, you, you, you've all played sports, and you know you're, you're you're getting stuck in, and you're you know you're putting full effort in. And when you're when you're especially on a Tuesday morning after your day off, uh, it's tough, tough thing. You're everything's burning, it's coming off the ice itself. And, he, and you know what? I'll not name names, but there's a few of the boys come off, and we're on their knee. Actually, there's a few didn't even get off the ice. We're on their knees. There was probably four or five of them sent sent their ice for at least seven or eight minutes before they come off the ice. There was one or two got off the ice and went and sat straight down on the bench. Um, I'm not mentioning any names as say hooky, um, but he was absolutely busted this morning. Um, you know, so there was hooky and there was um, even Kieran Long. Like Kieran Long looked as if he was. Let's just say I don't think he was going to be cutting any hair this afternoon. Um, he was punctured. So well, that's another thing we need to do. We need to give a shout out to Longer. Yes, we did. Um, he, he wants people to, to go and give him a shout for a haircut, Paddy. Not after a bag skate, though, because he might be just shooting all of it. He ended up with a haircut <laughs> of years. <laughs> so he, but um, yeah, if you want to get in contact with Kieran Long, uh, drop him a DM on Instagram um, or wherever else he's on, yeah. and uh, he'll get around to you at some point. But, uh, might have to do it two times to make sure it's right. Uh-huh. Even cut men at Christmas. The uh, right, gents. I think we'll wrap it up there on that. The uh, I've, do you know what? I've all I've new set. The, the videos worked this week. The film, all this, it's all worked very well. I even got my um, I even got the extra uh, signs on the signboard. My favorite one. Somebody at Judas, yeah, big dig in the back of the head, or two or three people giving you a booting. Not on, hundred percent. Get the police involved. But see one boy against one, and they say, right, come on, well, two of us around the corner, nobody else involved. Fair enough. If you don't know, that, that was that I was from. Was him. Well, that, oh no, the his one, his ones. The Sheffield Steelers, Tom Taylor. Yeah, both of them are both of them are from the Nolan Show. But uh, yeah. that that Judas one is still my favorite one uh, for that. And of course, there's also I've also got 
Oh, no, we've got in the league are on us. Six. That that Londoner, that Chris Ellis is London mate. <laughs> anyway, mate. right, two games no, this week. None from says to finish his offer. None. Uh, we had wee man or anything. What are we up? Thanks very much for turning up. I'll have to put a couple more on there. The um, two games this weekend: five away, Belfast Giants, and uh, five first Belfast Giants away. Saturday, seven fifteen PM at Five Ice Arena, Five Fires TV, and Glasgow against Belfast at Brayhead Ice Arena, four PM on Sunday. No webcast. Keep an eye on at AVFTV or the normal sort of locations, and they um, hopefully I'll get the game, one of the games myself. Still in the go- still in negotiations, but we'll. Uh, We'll see how we get on there. The, um, thanks to you two gentlemen, as always. Uh, good to Thank see you. Um, big thanks to big thanks to the marketer, to Jeff Baum and the Adam Keefe. Um, thanks to Giants TV and Devils TV for the footage. You can get us at AVFTV on Twitter, uh, kingdomofthegiants.com on the website. You get us on Facebook and all the other sort of bits. Go on, says. Hands up. Brilliant article by Jacko. Yes. We did. Uh, Jacko did an article about Kyle Haas. He actually did it a while ago. We put it up on Sunday. You get that in Kingdom of the Giants. If anybody wants to put a, uh, an article towards us, send us a tweet at AVFTB. And you know, if you've got something you want to say, something you want to write, just by all means send it to us, and we'll have it on KingdomoftheGiants.com. Now, put put the next one through the spell checker, like. <laughs> oh, Sam. Unfortunately, I'll spell checker was me. Anyway, who, who was the one you you posted out somebody earlier on, or maybe yesterday about like, if you want to have a you know come on? A oh, that Steelers or, fella. Uh, he is Steelers saying uh, Steelers nineteen ninety one. He's saying that the what Belfast Giants fan base is completely toxic or something. Something like that. Something. The mental. Sheffield Steelers campaign. Uh, yep. They're always at us. They'll need to focus on their own organisation. Stop. Is this the anybody else's? Is- it says, uh, sorry, um, Hitchy sent me a screenshot of this. Is this the fellow who's resigned from supporting his own club? Oh, I don't know. All right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he's not that? happy, so he's res- no, so apparently he's, he's resigned, and he's now just new. He's now just a fan of the sport. I will never be that person. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't get it myself. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> like a knob, to be honest, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's wrap it up there. <laughs> uh, wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Podcast Network.